0: Hey, everybody. I just wanted to take a minute and thank you for listening to this podcast. Make sure you leave a like and a review on whatever podcast platform you're getting this from. Watch my daily radio shows live stream on rumble.com slash Casey the host. And I'm moving away from Facebook onto Telegram. So please follow me on Telegram at Casey the host. And of course, my website, which is a conservative news aggregator. You can get all of the best real news every single day. Plus my daily show prep podcast videos and more the burning truth.us and if you like knives kydex holsters pepper spray and hidden cameras make sure you do your shopping at asdefense.com
1: enjoy the show when commercial electrical done right this is casey hendrickson on news talk 95.3 michiana's news channel your breaking news and weather station
0: Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3 Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. This is not a rerun. They don't play the ones where I announce that it's not a rerun on the times that they run a rerun, right, Alyssa? Because that that would be bad if we do that. No, I am back, and, and I know that I left you guys for a long period of time after leaving you for a long period of time. It was family business. It was not scheduled. I apologize uh, but it is all straightened out. So I should be with you at least until some point midsummer, where I have vowed to the family that I will take some time off since I never do. So the uh, the Kidlets are adamant about us actually going and doing something this year. So we will make sure that we do that in the summertime. But I shouldn't be gone for any length of time, knock on wood, unless it is the middle of summer. So I apologize. That's what, God, it's like almost four weeks you didn't have me. How about three and a half. So a lot happened when I was gone because, of course, it did. I've had one vacation in my entire career where nothing happened. So a lot has happened, so much so that I honestly didn't know where to start. I actually put it to all of you on on Facebook. Facebook's letting people see my Facebook page again. I still prefer you follow me on Telegram, but I put it out on Facebook on what you guys wanted me to talk about today. I've got a bunch of comments on that. We'll go through that a little bit later. I'm still working on possibly having a guest for today's show. I'm not sure if that's going to work out. It's kind of last minute. Uh, But we do have a lot to discuss and don't forget open line starts in an hour at 4 p.m. It is Friday, right? Yes, it's at 4 p.m. Yeah, of course you're here. Alyssa's here. So yes, Friday. So 4 p.m. We open the phone lines up and you can call about anything that you want, but not right now. You got to give me an hour to get what I can out. And then after that, it is entirely up to you what we talk about for the rest of the show. Uh, First thing I guess we need to address is why did the South Bend COVID testing site close after an FBI raid? I think that this is probably a big deal since uh, finding COVID tests right now is not exactly the easiest thing in the world. Yes, you can order them from the federal government. Um, I do recommend you do that just so you have some on hand if you care at all about that. Uh, But you can still buy them in the store if you want to. I think if you run it through your insurance, you can get it free or something like that. But who knows with people's insurance policies these days and how that ends up working out. Um, best bet is probably just to get. So what the federal government will do is they'll send you four of those things for free. And then you just you have them around for if you were ever to need them. And then you could go ahead and, and uh, do a test if need be at home. All right. So the covid testing site in South Bend was closed after the FBI raided the headquarters. Now, the headquarters is not here. The headquarters is in Illinois. So they raided the headquarters in Illinois, and in every location, it was shut down. This is the Center for COVID Control. So they've got more than 300 locations all across the country. Their headquarters gets raided by the FBI, and it's shut down. Now, of course, there isn't a lot of information about why this is happening. And for some strange reason, the only time we seem to find the FBI doesn't volunteer a ton of info relatively early is when it was some kind of a scam on the government. You ever notice that? Remember the last time the FBI, what was it was the housing authority, the FBI raided here. You didn't hear anything about that for over a year. Maybe it was a two, year and a, year and a half, two years. They finally told us why it happened. Look you know how long it takes. So this involves government fraud. Now it doesn't involve, as far as I'm aware, it doesn't involve anything with your personal information or any of that We're still waiting for full details, a lot of speculation at this point in time, but every time the FBI does a raid where there is some government bureaucracy involved, they never share any information. They'll raid anything else, and they'll tell you exactly what's going on right outside while people are taking boxes out of the building behind them, but they never do it when it involves a government entity. Now, the Center for COVID Control is not a government entity, but they got, what is it, 134 million of your, $124 million of your tax dollars. So they are government funded. So they got $124 million in taxpayer money through a federal federal program, according to the, uh, the Daily Wire. Multiple states and the Better Business Bureau had already been investigating the company before the FBI raid had happened. The Minnesota Attorney General said that the company was giving inaccurate and deceptive test result information to Minnesota consumers and have fraudulently reported negative test results to consumers that never completed a COVID-19 test. Do you remember when we said this was happening a long time ago? You remember that? This is another hashtag told you moment, I guess. Way back when. I don't even know if this was over a year ago or whatever. We started finding out that people were being told that they had tested positive for COVID when, in fact, their test was negative. And people were trying to figure out why that was happening. There is a money scam built into that because, in spite of what the top health official in the state of Indiana lied to you about about a year ago, they do get paid more when somebody tests positive. So this is... Overarching, I don't know the details about how the Center for COVID Control specifically is funded. I don't know if that is how that works, but I do know it works that way for many places. So when they started sending out, according to the Minnesota Attorney General, the Minnesota Attorney General was like, yeah, they're giving inaccurate test results. And they're saying that people tested negative for COVID, but they never actually took the COVID test. So we've got examples in, say, the past year or so. Maybe a little bit longer than that. I'd have to go back through my archives of people testing positive who tested negative and people testing negative who never tested. Now, why would that happen? Well, it's a real easy way to run up the bill on the federal government when the federal government is funding your operation. So you basically create, oh, I don't know, you create fake voters. And you inflate the number of voters by by saying, oh, all of these people voted for a specific candidate when, in fact, they never actually voted. You, You see how this works? But really, we're just talking about these tests. So they say that they tested a certain number of people when, in fact, the real number of people they tested was much lower, but they inflated that number. Why? Because they got more money if they did it. It's the same thing with elections. So you've got these people running around, and they, they will—we're well, obviously—you could talk about the uh, the fraudulent vote counts and everything else. That was a nice little dig at that. We'll get into the Pennsylvania story again, which reaffirmed a previous court ruling. We'll get to that a little bit later. Everybody, everybody today is pretending this is the first time that Pennsylvania's made this ruling. It is not. Listen to the show. We'll get to it later. So you have people who are paid to go out there and register voters, right? It's usually not volunteer-based with some of these companies. Some of you, it is volunteer-based. You're just volunteering to go out and register voters, right? Some of you do it on behalf of the party. Some of you do it on behalf of, of an organization that, that lobbies for an issue that you you respect. Some of you just do it because you want people to be active in your community, and and it creates community engagement. And some people do it because that's how they get paid. And so if you have some of these organizations that go out there and say, yo, we'll pay you five bucks or whatever it is per voter registration – A lot of fake registrations end up happening because what people do is they will then write in fake names and register fake people and they will turn it in so they get paid. They might have only actually signed up five people that day but they'll turn in maybe 30 names. The rest of them are fake. Those people never register for anything but the goal is to get more money in their pocket. That's kind of what's happening here based on the information we have out of the Minnesota Attorney General's office but this is a nationwide problem which happens to have shut down the, the local clinic that was doing the testing. So the Center for COVID Control put the following statement on their website. Center for COVID Control, Triple C. Why is everything like this? Triple Everything is some kind of a veiled reference to the Soviet Union. Anyway, announced that it is extending its pause on operations. It will not be reopening on Saturday, January 22nd. Uh, CCC remains committed to providing the highest level of customer service and diagnostic quality and will not resume collection of patient samples until staffing resources permit CCC to operate at full capacity. So they're trying to say it's a staffing issue. Now, Alyssa, I know you don't follow these things, but does an FBI raid sound like a staffing issue to you? No, nope, not necessarily, she says. And she didn't even know about this until she walked in today, and I was asking her about it. <laughs> it's a staffing issue. Yeah, your staff committed crimes. (laughs) Uh, As previously announced, CCC is using the operational pause to train additional staff, maybe those who won't commit crimes, uh, on sample collection and handling, customer service, communication, best practices, as well as compliance with regulatory guidelines. Uh, CCC will provide an update on reopening plans when appropriate. Yeah. what they were doing is they were they were basically saying that that people in the phone book were getting a negative test at the COVID center, and they were sending it off to the federal government so they got more funding when those people were not actually getting a test. That's what it was. This a giant money-making scam. They got caught. The FBI has raided their headquarters in Illinois. Uh, several states had already been investigating this, including the, uh, the one that's been most forthcoming has been the Minnesota Attorney General's office, but also the Better Business Bureau, And others were already investigating them for this, so everybody kind of knew. The FBI finally raids the headquarters in Illinois. All 300 plus locations shut down, and the statement on the website is, "We're just having some staffing issues." (laughs) That's that's a heck of a way to put it. We got more coming up. New stock 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Trees and again. Quebec is like an extra nutty part of Canada that's like, you know, French. So it's, yeah. Uh, so they are as insane as anybody in the world on COVID. They got to the point where they were not going to allow anybody to leave the house if they were not vaccinated. Okay, you weren't allowed to leave the house. Couldn't go to the store, couldn't pay your bills, couldn't do it. If you couldn't do it from your computer at home, you couldn't do it at all. Well, finally, some people are like, You can't have people starving to death. They've got to be able to go to the store and buy food. So Quebec is like, okay, we'll let them go to the store to buy food. So they let unvaccinated people out of their homes in Quebec, Quebec, Quebec. But, but, you Letterkenny fans are dying out there and I know it, but you can only Buy food. So if you go to the store, they'll let you in. Just can't buy anything else. (laughs) You are in the same damn space. It is the same space. What does it matter if I buy a toy or I buy a piece of fruit? It's the same location. And to ensure... To ensure, okay, that this policy is enforced, senior citizen population is going to be popping in Quebec, Quebec, Quebec. They are going to follow every unvaccinated person who comes into the store to ensure that they own... Alyssa's looking... (laughs) Hey Alyssa, socialism bad, okay? So they will follow everybody... To ensure that they only purchase what is allowed under the law. This is not a joke. This is happening in Canada. Okay? And they have the gall to get mad at me for saying their country's name with the appropriate enunciation. Under Quebec's draconian new vaccine passport scheme, unvaccinated people who visit large stores like Walmart and Costco will have to be accompanied by an employee to make sure that they don't buy anything other than food or pharmaceutical products. You're in the same space. This is kind of like those stupid morons who expect you to put your mask back over your mouth. You know, like the stupid morons at Las Vegas, Nevada Hotel Casino Resorts like I was just at. You are supposed to, if you're sitting at a machine and you're gambling and you're drinking or, or you're eating, you are supposed to take a bite, a drag, a drink, and then put your mask back over your face. As if the virus goes, hold on, hold on, he's consuming something, we have to wait. Besides the fact that the stupid mask doesn't work anyway, but I digress. The rule is set to apply to big box stores so as to, quote, make sure that they, the unvaxxed, do not go and buy other products or other items that might be in the store, according to the local news there on CBC. Uh, In other words, CBC is like their big like national news. In other other words, in order to stop the spread of COVID-19, disgusting unvaccinated extremists must be prevented from purchasing things like disposable barbecues and electronic goods. Where have we heard this type of nonsense before? Hmm, Lissa? Where, where have we heard this type of nonsense before? I only ask her because I know she doesn't know. Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan. That's right! Remember when they walled off entire sections of the store? You weren't allowed to go get those things in the store. Which, by the way, included gardening supplies, which would have allowed you to grow your own stupid food at home and not have to leave the house. Remember that? Quebec, 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 got the idea from Stretch next door. Who would have thought... For pharmacies located in big box stores such as Walmart or Costco, an unvaccinated person must be accompanied at all times during his or her travels. Whoa, whoa, time out. This isn't Alabama. This isn't Backwoods, Missouri. This is Canada, not just Canada. This is Quebec, 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 extra Canada. You can't. Water down the population of an entire province of Canada to just him and her. What about everybody else? What What about all of the other sixty some odd pronouns that there are? How dare the government of Quebec, 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 Canada? Say that they're only men and women within their provin- provincial borders. Highly offensive stuff. Justin Trudeau needs to take the black face off or the black paint off of his face and he needs to address this because I know he speaks fluent French because he, he loves going on and TV. I don't even know if that's right, but it sounds good. Quebecian TV and he loves to flaunt his. Um, they refer it to as a very poor Quebec accent, <laughs> but he loves to flaunt the fact that he speaks French in Canadian. Man, I don't know if Canada could can be saved, folks. I, I really don't. I, I mean, they're only acknowledging two social genders. and now this? I, it's not acceptable. MNC News Time is 331. Time to check out impress jewelry creations creating meaningful jewelry for the moments that will last a lifetime. And Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendricks. If you're watching the live stream right now, it's, eh, it's glitching out on me just a little bit, but it's totally my fault. I'll fix it here in just a second. I do want to thank R&B Car Company located in uh, South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. You can find them online at rbcarcompany.com. What is the deal with Penn Harris-Madison, used to be a respectable school system, arguably the most respected school system in our area, and now what has seemingly happened to it is some radicals have gotten in on school board, some radicals have gotten into faculty, and well, I'm just going gonna, gonna to steal a page from the West Virginia governor's book who earlier this this week, did you see this guy told Bette Midler to kiss his dog's butt and he held his bulldog up and showed the entire world his dog's butt. It was hysterical after she insulted the people of West Virginia. Somebody in PHM or some buddies, multiple people, are just taking a crap all over the school system there. And there's really no other way to say it. They're pushing critical race theory, then lying to you about doing it while having teachers admit that they're doing it in the classroom. And then everybody at PHM is mad that it is happening and getting super upset about it and super bummed about it. But the reality of the situation is you're doing it. You're trying to say that you're not doing it. But you are doing it. Your teachers are admitting you're doing it. We have the documents that prove you're doing it. Just stop lying about it. What is the point of lying about that? And the only point that I could think of is you know what you're doing is wrong. You know that it's going to make people mad. And you're choosing to do it anyway while trying to hide it from parents. They've got pornography in Pen Harris, Madison. And by pornography, when I say that, again, I don't say that lightly. I really don't. Anybody who has listened to my show for more than five minutes knows the last thing that anyone would call me is a prude. I make most of my audience a little uncomfortable, to be perfectly honest with you. It comes up semi-regularly. Talk to my boss. But at the same time, Anything that would be illegal to show to children on television would be illegal for me to say on this radio show would be illegal to sell to a child in a convenience store should be illegal in school. Alyssa's a lot younger than I am. Does that sound unreasonable? No. If it's against the law to show it to a child on TV, to let him hear it on radio, or to show it to him in print, then why on earth should it be in a school? This is the thing that parents are trying to expose and parents are trying to highlight. Nobody is arguing for this material to not exist. Nobody is arguing for censorship. If it is not age appropriate, it doesn't belong in school. Period. So I get people who are sending me letters over the the week that I am gone showing me the books that have been given to their kids from Penn Harris-Madison and a couple of other school districts surrounding Penn. None of this belongs in school. And the very simple established pattern, or or should say stat, standard for that, is would it be okay on television? Could you sell them a magazine with this in it if they walked into a convenience store? Can Casey or anybody else say it on the radio while a child is in the car? And if the answer to that is no, it doesn't belong in the school. Do you remember when the the school board cut off the parents who are reading directly from a book that had been assigned to students. And the school board cut off the microphone and said, this is inappropriate content for a public meeting. Do you remember that? I'm sorry, if if, if that's inappropriate for a school board meeting, then wouldn't it be inappropriate for the child to read in school? One would think so. Do you remember the the parents group who tried to take out a commercial? which included images of the material that was being given to underage kids. Now, we're not talking about 18-year-olds here. We're talking about 10, 12, 14, sometimes 16. Most of the parents were upset in the 10 to 14 age range. And that parent group conducted a commercial with, with, well, they made a commercial with just the screen images of what was happening which were drawings of very detailed sexual acts. And they were told that it couldn't go on TV, not even in prime time. They put it on and think they're trying to run the commercials after 10 p.m. So that way children wouldn't be likely to see it. And they were told that they couldn't because it would be inappropriate and you couldn't have that content on television. So if you can't have that content on television, even after 10 PM, because kids might see it, then why is it being handed out to students in school? There's this book. There's a list of them I have here actually, but one of them that is really um, upsetting people right now is the absolutely true diary of a part-time Indian by Sherman Alexie. Now, Do I have a problem with the book as a piece of art? No. I don't have any issue with anyone over the age of 18 or whatever going out and reading it. I'm well aware that many of you 15, 16 years old, probably going to get your hands on this. You know, some of these banned books, true story, I was in Costco right before I left. Some of the banned books that parents are fighting against right now in Michiana are on sale in the kids section at Costco right now right next to things like Pete the Cat and Dogman and Captain Underpants. Isn't that interesting? Now, will 15- and 16-year-olds get their hands up? Sure they will. That's between them and their parents, not the school. So anyway, in this book, which... Um, is being given to classes with kids who are 14 years old. In this book, graphic depictions of sex, self, how should I say this, self-gratification of one's own physical self. There are racial epithets in there. And those are, by the way, used as like insults, okay? So like N-word is an insult in there. You realize they keep banning historical books which attack racism but have the use of the N-word in it because those books can't be in school because it has the N-word in it. Uh, there's another school, I was in Las Vegas, there's another uh, another successful effort to remove uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. So all of these classic novels which actually attacked these weak points in our society throughout history. They're being removed simply because they have certain words in them. And yet we have this one in schools right now being handed out to 14-year-old kids, which has those same words in it. So why is it that that's okay, but the classics who are absolutely anti-racism and anti-slavery, why is it okay for them? Nobody's arguing for a pro-racist book using that word in that context to be put in schools. I don't think that's appropriate. I don't think anybody in this audience thinks that's appropriate. But there's some things in there with some pretty, pretty extreme sexual content, and parents are ticked off about it, and they should be ticked off about it because it's the type of stuff that they're not supposed to see unless there is a letter sent home and there's a permission slip There's some kind of guidance on why it is being used, what the goal is for discovering that literature in the classroom, and then the parent can make that decision. But that's not what's happening here. There's several other books, too. I've got a a nice little list here of these things that are going on, and then I'll talk about the psychopath on the school board at PHM. Uh, So The Haters by Jesse Andrews, which, again, talks about um, very graphic sexual imagery. I I could say some of this on the air, but I'm telling you right now, my boss would fly down the stairs and tell me not to. Would the FCC fine us? On some of it, yes. On some of it, probably not. But our public license also dictates that we provide a service and cause no harm. And if we're sitting here reading off gratuitous adult material, and you have kids in the car because you just picked them up from school, you could probably argue that we're not fulfilling that obligation. The Absolutely True Diary of a Part-Time Indian, which is the one we're just talking about, uh, Looking for Alaska by John Green, Brewster by Mark Slauka, All the Rage by Courtney Summers. These are just a few of the books that are currently in Penn's library. Some of the parents at Discovery Middle School have said their kids have these books, and books similar to them. Now, I am all for sexual education in teaching children to know their own bodies, to know their own health, to protect themselves. Let's leave the actual act of sex out of it for just a second. I'm not talking about that. There's certainly grounds for knowing one's body and being able to navigate your body as you grow up and and understanding, okay? There's certainly an argument for that. Forget the more controversial stuff. But when you are going to 10- and 12-year-old kids and you're giving them illustrations of Graphical sexual acts that would be illegal for them to see outside of the classroom. Tell me you're not grooming them to be sexual partners at a young age. Tell me you're not. Because if you try to deny it, you're probably a pedophile. If you've got somebody out there who's like, yeah, I want to show pornography to a 12-year-old kid. That person is a danger and should never be allowed around children. It's not acceptable. I went way late, making Alyssa very nervous. She's, she's yelling at me with her fingers and gestures. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes on 95.3 MNC. All right, Alyssa says I can't stick around. We'll be back in a minute. Wait, I still have a minute? Oh, it's not that time. Now I'm thinking, whoa, whoa's clocks. I got everything all messed up. All right, well, I still have to go pretty quick. So here's the deal. Open line starts here in a couple of minutes. So uh, we've been gone. I put out a a request for topics you all wanted to talk about. You guys had a lot you wanted to talk about. Why did I choose to do mostly local stuff today? Because everybody's talking about those national things, and I knew that they were going to come up the last two hours of the the, uh, the program today. Uh, so I do want to address the the school board member situation here at Penn in just a couple minutes. But you can call now about any topic you want. The Glass Doctor of Elkhart in St. Joseph County phone line is 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. Nine five, three. We'll take those calls next. Some of you have been asking me, was Brian Kilmeade on Tucker Carlson last night referring to me? Yes. Yes, he was. More coming up. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. I am back. Uh, I feel like I'm doing okay today, although I'm not managing my time very well. Then again, I don't really manage my time very well most of the time. Uh, But it is me, and I do apologize again about taking another another bit of time off. It was not a vacation, and the calls have already started. This happened before I left because I tried to give you guys... A couple of days, noticed that I was going away and there was nothing weird. I hadn't been fired. I didn't get sick or nothing like that. Um, But I wanted you to know just leading into it and email after text, after personal message on social media, are you going to SHOT Show? I did not go to SHOT Show this year. Uh, I haven't been back to SHOT Show in a few years. There's a couple of reasons for that. I can tell you that from a business perspective, as a business person, the folks who run shot show uh suck i don't really know what else to say they're they're a crap group of people who don't conduct business very well and uh frankly lots of words have been used to describe them um words that start with an s and end in a cam also come up frequently although i've never had that experience with them and um I don't think anybody's going to get what that word was. Alyssa's laughing over there. I don't think anybody would get that, that word. Uh, so, but that's not why I was there. I enjoy attending SHOT Show. Don't get me wrong, I, but that, that's not why I was there. I had some family business that just happened to coincide with SHOT Show. Uh, that's not why I was there. Now, with that said, somebody did call and ask if I enjoyed SHOT Show just a few minutes ago, and they, they thought that I had went there. I do have a story about SHOT Show this year to perfectly illustrate why what I just said about SHOT Show is true. So I'm going to take three minutes, and I'm going to tell you the story. So a good friend of mine happens to be a gun influencer on TikTok, okay? Uh, So she is a firearms instructor. She's she's well-known in the industry. I don't need to tell you who she is. But she uploaded a TikTok, about a booth at shot show for a CNC company that makes end mills. Now the end mills are the bits that actually remove uh, material from whatever you're machining. Okay. So they're kind of like drill bits, but for big boy toys. So anyway, they had a booth. They had a display at the booth where they had a gorilla that had a let's go Brandon sign on it. Do you know what they got for that at shot show? The biggest gun event in the country. They got a citation and a violation from the people who runs SHOT Show for an inappropriate display. Now, if you can walk into the largest gun show in the country, one of the largest in the world, if not the largest in the world, it's probably the largest that involves the the public. And you can't even make fun of an anti-gun person in white in the White House without getting a violation. What are you even doing there? That's one of the lamest, most ridiculous things in the world. You know the ATF always has a booth at SHOT Show? Alyssa, did you know that? The ATF always has a booth at SHOT Show. Nobody knows that. There's never anybody at the booth. But they have a booth at SHOT Show. You know what happens to the ATF booth at SHOT Show? Everybody plus pro-Second Amendment stickers all over their booth. That's It's an annual thing. Maybe there's an ATF agent floating around. I don't know. They're probably out shopping for guns because they like guns. They don't, care. they don't really care. But when you walk by, I took pictures of it a couple of years ago when we went there. When you walk by the ATF booth at SHOT Show, there's just a bunch of pro uh, pro-Second Amendment stickers just slapped all over it. And we're not talking like dropped on it. We're talking like the backing has been peeled and they are glued on. It's, if you can do that and get away with it, then why, why are you giving people these, these violations, if you will, for having a Let's Go Brandon display at their booth at SHOT Show? So, Casey, why didn't you go to SHOT Show? Because they issue citations to people who have Let's Go Brandon advertising. That's why. That's that's pretty much who they are. <clears throat> All right. They're grifters, folks. That's, that's all I can say. All right. To the phone lines we go. It is open lines, 574 2595 Greg, welcome to the program. Good afternoon.
2: Thank you for taking my call.
0: Sure. What's on your mind?
2: Well, first, I wanted to commend you for uh, the subject you were talking about and how, frankly, you were discussing the problem with this material being presented to the children and parents being lied to it. I'm a grandparent of four. I'm very concerned. If I were going to try to talk to a principal, I'd probably be thrown out of the office. But they are trying to poison the next generation's minds, and it's just not right. And I think it's about time that we hear people like talk like you were straight out, you know, right between the eyes, calling things what they are. We have a lot of people in, in different positions of authority who are not used to being called to task like that. So I just want to commend you about that.
0: Thank you. Uh, well, you can, and here's the thing: you can see how uncomfortable they get that somebody addresses them that way, exactly by their behavior. And this uh, lady on the Penn School Board here the other day is a perfect example of that point.
2: Yeah, and I wanted to uh, just pose a two-part question for the audience to think about for some time. Um, here's the question: Here's part A. What would be an appropriate punishment? for Nancy Pelosi for neglecting to call in the National Guard when she was requested it at least six times. And what should be the proper punishment for uh, Dr. Fauci for all the horrific pain and suffering and death he's inflicted on the world just because of his you know, uh, personal financial gain and all this? He's obviously been involved with this for a long time.
0: Good questions. Very good questions. We at least know uh, what the answer for one of those is coming up in the midterms, don't we? Exactly. There you go. All right, man, I appreciate the call. Thank you so much. You have Ready, a good weekend. Okay. On. Thank you. Bye. All right. Yeah, this is um, Nancy Pelosi, of course, announcing that she's running for reelection and, and uh, Democrats finally have an issue that they can campaign on, which is the Supreme Court pick, which I know that many of you want me to address today. I will. Uh, if you bring it up, we'll address it when you bring it up. If, if you don't bring it up, we'll bring it up. when We get to that point. It's it just kind of depends uh, to the phone lines we go. Ted, welcome to the program.
3: Hello, sir. Hi there. It's the first time in my lifetime that I have to disagree with American policy on Ukraine. Okay. The Kiev was the uh, head of the Russian First Republic. And from over there, they went all the way to Vladivostok. Mm -hmm. Even though they speak a different dialect, they speak Panashom. But the same Vladimir. Russian saint that uh, uh, brought the Christianity in Kiev, Mm -hmm. even though that he beat up the uh, butt of the Russian people. He killed 10,000 people, so they uh, uh, enjoyed the Christianity. It's coming from over there. So if you go uh, over there, you are going to find out that uh, Christianity went from east, uh, west to east, The expansion went from the uh, the west to east. Mm -hmm. And now uh, over there also is the pale. Only you I heard about the pale. Now, I do not know if Kiev was under the pale uh, 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 charter or not. That one I cannot tell you. Now, the good book on that one is uh, uh, Verdansky, The History of Russia. And also, yes, Five volumes. Then uh, you have uh, also the pseudopatto. Mm-hmm. Now don't forget during the second world War the western Ukraine was uh, uh, under the German uh, uh, occupation also uh, they were the uh, Ukrainian from the West Ukraine where mm-hmm. also the soldiers at the concentration camp right. You, can
0: can yeah, I ask, can. ask just before we, because we, we have to get off the history aspect of it for just time's sake, but what is your specific disagreement with American policy towards the Ukraine? Um, oh, okay. Given the history of Kiev and the Rus, the ancient Russian empire and, and that sort of thing, are you saying that the Ukraine yeah. should probably go back to Russia or, or they should settle it themselves?
3: No, no leave them alone because uh, 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 Putin is going to take, Ukraine is going to take, a Baltic country, mm-hmm. and he see he's looking to take Poland, Czechoslovakia, Hungary, Romania, all of them. He is going to take them one by one. If the Ukrainian will fall, the all the other country will, will will go down all the way to Bulgaria. Now.
0: And Bulgaria is yeah. already a vassal anyway. But
3: yeah. Now, uh, 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 yeah. Uh, that uh, the thing is. I don't want to have my uh, uh, soldiers from here going over there to defend uh, their people. Gotcha. They could have have done in 1945 with Patton, you know, General Patton. Mm -hmm. They could have done in 1956 when they incited the Hungarian Revolution. But um, uh, American uh, policy and politics is not good at this time.
4: I hear you.
0: All right, Ted, appreciate the call. Thank you very much. All right, take care. You know, um, there's. it's actually surprising how mixed this country is on this. To be perfectly honest with you, a lot of people feel like, well, the Ukraine is an ally. The Ukraine wants to become a member of NATO. Yes, they're still dealing with uh, corrupt issues in their government. Who isn't? At the same time, um, there is an ancient history between Ukraine and Russia and a lot of these, you know, Eastern Bloc countries and that sort of thing, that it's just something that maybe they need to sort out. On the other hand, there's an alliance that was formed. It was a defense alliance. And part of the part of the agreement on the defense alliance was that, you know, we would protect Ukraine if Ukraine gave up the nuclear weapons that used to belong to the Soviet Union. And Ukraine gave up those weapons. And so as a condition of giving up those weapons, the United States was supposed to prevent the Russians from reinvading the Ukraine. Because the only thing keeping the Russians from invading Ukraine and taking it over again was the nuclear weapons that Ukraine had. So there is a very complicated history here uh, that has has to be identified. Now, here's what I can tell you. Right now, Ukraine is not asking for any ground support. The Ukraine also has publicly said, I should say government officials in Ukraine have publicly said The issue really isn't Russia right now. The issue is Biden, and I'm not exaggerating that. I'm not making that up. If you go and you search, you will find the Ukrainian government officials saying Biden is the one that is ginning this up. They're not all that worried about it. So there is a good chance that we've got a fake it till you make it thing in order. Remember, I told you before the last election. I told you that if if Biden were to get in the White House, you look for them to create some kind of a foreign entanglement to air, quote, unite the American people behind. And who better than big, bad, awful Russia? Just saying, we're kind of watching that play out multiple times. Government officials in the Ukraine have said this is not us doing this. This is the Biden administration ginning this up and causing tension. basically what they're dealing with with the Russians right now is what they've always dealt with with the Russians. They're kind of used to it. So it's just something for you to consider. More coming up, News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. ninety 95.3 Michiana's news channel. Casey Hendrickson here. Don't forget, live streaming on Rumble. Go to rumble.com slash Casey, the host. Almost in February. You know what that means, right? It means Truth social starts. That's right. It's coming. You got to pay attention to it. All right. To the phone lines we go. We have Lloyd. Welcome to the program.
1: Good afternoon. Hello. Hey, uh, one quick thing on an idea for a meme that I'm sure a veteran you would appreciate is that they should show a drill instructor with a group of recruits telling them, my pronoun is sir to you. Uh, oof, I, but The other th- more serious thing yeah. that I have is mm-hmm. uh, the uh, Ashley Babbitt killing by the Capitol Police. I'm wondering that now what we know will be known because of a release of a tape that it appears that she, their killing was probably not justified in... Right. I have to wonder if there was possibly any link between her killing and the suicides of the Capitol Police officers, because if they knew that that killing was not justified and they were worrying about an investigation coming up, you know, if they, if, if any of those were witnesses to it and that they would be called to testify, they might be concerned as, you know, do we tell the truth or do we cover it up? And I don't know if anybody's ever done any investigation to see the first officer was. Possible.
0: Yeah, the first officer that they tried to say was killed with an extinguisher was outside. He was not inside where Ashley yeah, Babbitt yeah, was. That's, uh,
1: yeah. And that's on the but I'm talking about the ones who later committed. Yeah, suicide. that that one I Do don't. Know
0: they, that one I don't
1: know. I don't know if anybody has, has investigated. I think that would be worth somebody's time to investigate. You know whether or not they were possible witnesses to. The killing of her and that they were, were concerned that it wasn't a justified shooting and they were mm. concerned that you know if that push come to shove for them to testify you know that you know do they tell the truth or do they go with the narrative that it was a justified shooting yeah i so, I, I, uh, I don't
0: know you know is that to probably poke mean, around and, and I, take I, a look I at that
1: oh yeah i i okay. uh, get called uh, Conspiracy theorists for that, but I just wonder if there might if anybody has ever looked at that. But you don't know of anybody ever. I
0: I haven't heard of anything like that. No.
1: Okay. And I well, know that the first officer
0: your... was not anywhere near her, but I don't know about the other
1: ones. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Thank so, you for okay, the call, though. Well, thanks. So I appreciate much. it. Okay. Um, the other the other thing is, has Big Mouth Cheney said anything about the new video of Ashley Babbitt trying to get people to not riot? Because and why did it take a year for us to get that video of her trying to get people to not riot? I'm just wondering if anybody's even asked Liz Cheney, hey, now that we know that Ashley Babbitt was not a rioter and was trying to actually prevent rioting, how do you feel about her being shot in the neck now? Lee, welcome to the program. Well, Welcome
5: back, Casey. Oh, thank you. What's up, man? Hey, uh, same old, same old. Uh, there's a lady arrested last week in Page, uh, the Page board down in Northern Virginia, mm-hmm. and she was arrested. Have you ever used the term, I'm coming down there with all guns blazing? Yeah. You know what she said? I will bring every single loaded gun. Okay. And she, she that's what she said. So
0: they counted that as a violent threat instead of what it usually means?
5: You got it. <laughs> and so she, she was uh, after the mask policy at the page uh, school board. Mm. And she said she would come back on Monday to the school with every gun loaded. And, and of course, they took that literally and arrested her uh, on Friday before the Monday.
0: Not even just going to talk to her and say, hey, uh, you know, what did you mean by that? But they actually right. just arrested her. Right. Because it's one thing to have the police just follow up and go, hey, this could be taken two different ways. What are we talking about here? Versus just taking somebody into custody.
5: And, and then she was such a nice lady that she admitted that. And she says, I'm guilty of that. But I meant, you know, uh, yeah. that I, I, I was upset.
0: That makes sense. It's kind of like when Uh, I say somebody deserves to be popped upside the head or something like that. You know, I'm not saying literally go pop them upside the head. Anybody who's not an imbecile knows that.
5: And other things that I've run across there, speaking of the quote unquote insurrection, we've Mm -hmm. got to use that word carefully. Uh, The one in Wisconsin
0: with a bunch of Democrats or the one in Washington, D.C. with uh, Trump supporters?
5: the people that came to visit the nation's capital. Gotcha. Yeah, because
0: the media ignores the other actual I mean, insurrection.
4: Yes. Okay. <clears throat> yeah.
5: Okay. They uh, on uh, one of the. I think it was CNN. I was stumbling across it. They are having volunteers go through all the videos mm-hmm. of all the people, you know, publicly available videos to see if they can identify people. Yep. So they're. <laughs> You know, where does it end? You know, this is this is really. And the funny
0: thing happen. is, is that one of the people who actually told people to break a window is on camera, and they paid him money. They paid him money for the footage. Now the government took that money back, but they paid they paid him money for his footage, and he was on camera saying, "Break the window, break the window." He's a BLM activist. So, so yeah,
5: we got people. Uh, You know, the country is being divided uh, by places like CNN. This is getting, you know, utterly ridiculous.
0: Well, I tell you what, I certainly hope that when Warner takes over, that their promise to restore journalism to CNN is a real promise and that they do that. I, I sincerely hope that that is the case. I don't hold out much hope given who Time Warner is, but at the same time, um, it would be nice since they said that that's something that they want to do. So clearly, they're not happy with the product and who's on that that channel. And if they change it around to be higher quality, then that that could only be beneficial to everybody. But we'll we'll see ultimately how that unfolds.
5: So all right, well, all right man. I'm glad you're back with all guns a blazing.
0: Thank you, sir. You have a good weekend. Okay. Too. All right. We got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michigan's News Channel. Valentine's Day is coming. Where might you get a gift for Valentine's Day, Alyssa? Impress Jewelry Creations. Visit them online, ImpressJewelers.com. And good afternoon, thank you for tuning in, News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Got to tell you about AllNaturalCBD.org. People keep telling me, hey, uh, .com doesn't work. No, it doesn't. It's always been AllNaturalCBD.org. If you go there, use my promo code, KC10, you'll get 10% off their wonderful products. They even have uh, multi-packs of the lotion, which will save you some ducats, free shipping over $25. And tons of new products, including CBD gummies, CBD sleep gummies, Delta 8 gummies. They've also got uh, pain patches and things like that that will deliver full-spectrum CBD right where it hurts to relieve that pain. But the lotion is their flagship product. It is a product that myself, my family, multiple coworkers, multiple listeners use and have used for years. It is almost immediate pain relief, and it is a high-quality lotion that will soothe and moisturize your skin. Go to allnaturalcbd.org, promo code KC10, get 10% off. Back to the phone lines. Again, it is open lines, 574-2595-953. Ashley, welcome to the program.
6: Hi, Casey.
0: Hi there. How are you?
6: I'm good. I'm good. I wanted to call in and talk about the books because the whole PHM thing started with my daughter.
0: Yeah. Um. <laughs> and here's here's the thing. For, for people who don't know, Ashley's been one of the activist parents fighting this stuff at Penn and then... Your daughter gets one of the books.
6: Yes, and because of what I do, she hadn't even opened it yet. It was just a conversation we were having, and my husband asked her, or she said, I got a new book today, and my husband asked her about it, and I immediately heard her say the book, and I said, oh, nope, and I I got it from her. So fortunately, because of what I do, I knew about the book, Um, and then there we go. We take off, and what people need to understand is, This book has been given to our kids for the past five years, all in the name of diversity, all because it's written by um, an Indian Mm -hmm. about his experiences. And what people don't tell you is that this author in 2018 and still going on has been charged with sexual harassment. Mm -hmm. So he obviously has a sexual perversion history, um, which doesn't surprise you when you read the book.
0: And – as I said earlier, and, you know, a lot of people, we've, we've actually, true story, right, Alyssa, we've had teachers call us today and thank us for talking about it because they can't speak up uh, without their jobs being taken. Um, so as I've told everybody before, you have more allies than you realize that you have. But this, this is one example of many of this type of content making it into the classroom at an age group where if we're outside of a classroom, you could be committing a crime by even showing them material like this.
6: Correct. And so I always let administration know about the laws in place. And their response to me for this particular one, when I immediately emailed the teacher and the principal, was, "Well, don't give me your opinion of the laws." Um, (laughs) Yeah. And then. Well, their lawyer's
0: not giving them an opinion. So. (laughs) Sorry, I mean interrupt. Go
6: ahead. I know. No. 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 I mean, it's. And so then, even today, while I'm listening to you, I get an email from the teacher. And it goes out to all of the parents explaining how great this author is. And this book has won so many awards. Um, but he did mention there has been some controversy, and he mentioned two pages. Um, okay.
0: So, well, and is, here's – here, again, I don't mean to step on you, but here's the thing. Maybe it is a great book. Maybe the author has won a lot of awards. It's not appropriate for young people teenagers or preteens to have it in the classroom that's the point it's it's not it's not damaging the book it's not attacking the book for what it is it's that this is not age appropriate material the stuff that i read is not age appropriate for my nine-year-old
6: correct and my daughter's 14 and and you know we had we had five fathers finally stand up at the board meeting that have never been to a board meeting my husband including one of them why because they're fighting for the innocence of their daughter. My my daughter has no idea what masturbation is. Oh, I'm sorry, Casey. I didn't. Mean that's to say okay. It. But but that's what it. That's that's a lot of the book. Yeah. Um. And so it, it, this is a big big deal. And not only that, but I hope you get into the board meeting because after all of that, after all we talked about, there were two books we talked about that night. Uh, Claire Roach decides, does it even address this issue? Give this an 11-minute speech.
0: Yeah, so I was actually going to bring this up after I cleared the calls, but I saw that you had called, and I figured why not just go over this with you? Because <laughs> I knew you were there, and I was out of town. You're going to have more information than I do. So I know that Claire Roach went on this diatribe for 11 minutes, uh, told a story which I would bet your life savings never happened about a teacher saying, I can't teach Martin Luther King because of these crazy conservative parents out there. I don't believe that for a second, because Dr. King would be rolling over in his grave if he knew what they were doing in classrooms right now. Um, but this, just go into the school board meeting. I'll let you just steer the direction on this thing. I'll treat you like a guest. How about that?
6: Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. So we all knew what was what we were going to talk about, of course, because we we attend every school board meeting, and we all talked about. I mean, this isn't the only issue that we've been dealing at Penn. I mean, your listeners have been listening to all the things that we brought up. But the majority of the night was about two specific books. And and the great thing again was the dads that that talked about these books and the innocence of it. And we talked, you know, my husband pointed out this is just opening a door to pornography addiction, which we never want to talk about. We talk about drug addiction, but we don't ever talk about, you know, pornography addiction. We don't see our schools handing out drugs. um, So why are they getting to hand hand out pornography or things that could lead that way? Um, And then to cap it all off, after we talk about these very emotional things, You know, she goes into this speech, and of course, Casey, you know me by now, it was so condescending and self-righteous. And you know what? It it doesn't surprise me. I'm I'm sure there are teachers that probably think that they can't talk about MLK because why? Because they don't talk about him in the right way. We know that's right. Mm -hmm. They, They use him and they prop him up for things that are not true about what he stood for. So it, it wouldn't shock me at all if someone did mention this as a teacher, and I, I think I know who the teacher is, but that doesn't shock me. But the fact that she ended the night that way, it, it pretty much just said we don't – you know, and she threw in things like empathy of people's stories and people's experiences. And we literally just stood here in front of you and told you that our young girls are getting exposed to things that we would never allow them to get exposed to. I put apps on my kids' phones. I know it's not like, I mean, I, I monitor my kids. I don't freely give them access to this stuff, but the school does, and it's no big deal.
0: Well, and, you know, obviously, her I wish I could play her diatribe for everybody. I'll include it in the Daily Show prep because, I mean, she sounds like somebody who, frankly, had one too many Tide Pods. This is, <laughs> you know, when she says that teachers didn't get into this profession to brainwash students, Um, actual polling at universities shows otherwise. A lot of people go into the profession to change the minds of young people. There is no doubt that people who go into the profession professionally to rewrite history, like with 1619 Project stuff and things of that nature, that is their entire goal. And you can't tell me that that preschool teacher that got caught a couple of months back Uh, teaching kids that they can change their gender whenever they want, preschool, and going online and asking lawyers for help in how they can get their their classroom to learn about kink without parents knowing about it. You can't tell me that she didn't get into the profession to do that specifically. Of course she did. Are the vast majority of teachers in this profession there to do that? No. Will some of them take the opportunity? Absolutely. A hundred percent. There's no doubt about that. And if you're going to pervert the teachings of MLK, who clearly is against the principles of Black Lives Matter, if you're going to pervert that history and you're going to appropriate his message for some cause for racial justice, as she said in her diatribe, um, that's not appropriate in any fashion. But if you actually play his speech, there's a reason I play, I know I'm accused of being a, a white supremacist all the time. That's why I play his speech every single year on Martin Luther King Day. Um You have to listen to it because he completely refutes everything that this basic white woman liberal says and every other basic white woman liberal says about this because it's basic white women liberals who are leading the charge on behalf of other groups and other demographics. And uh, frankly, a lot of people are getting fed up with it.
6: Well, absolutely. I mean, again, if you listen to the speech and you play it, you'll know how it ends. I point I pointed out to her that how condescending she was. Um, that's how we ended the night and, and, and did she respond
0: or did she have to look up what that word meant?
6: Well, I don't know, but you know, everybody was stunned because we're not allowed to speak out of turn, right? There's rules right. for us. How dare only speak you? for three minutes. We You're a peasant. Out of turn. Right. Right. Um, and then she gets to go on this 11 minute speech mm. as if she's our mother. Um, and it was just very self, which she does all the time. She's very self-righteous and condescending and, um,
0: Look, Claire Roach is not bright. We've we've dealt with Claire Roach in the past. Um, well, maybe at her boxed wine book club, maybe they can uh, recommend you know dictionaries, uh, and they can run around and look up de- definitions of stuff, and, and maybe learn a little history. Um, Ashley, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. I know it was unplanned that you called in, but I'm glad that you did. I'm running a little bit behind, so I, I'm getting the the finger pointing thing from my producer again. Okay. So I got to bounce. Thanks but thank you so friend. much. All right. Yep. You'll take care. Bye-bye. Yeah, I'll put the diatribe, the entire 11-minute diatribe, in the daily show prep today. She also attacks RealNewsMichigan.com for daring to dig up that Penn Harris-Madison teachers are admitting openly that they are uh, teaching critical race theory in their classrooms. God forbid. God forbid. She's probably mad that we found out about that fourth-grade Indiana teacher who actually is the founder of the the Satanic Temple in Indiana. She's probably mad that that got exposed there, too. More coming up, 95.3 MNC. You know, something really interesting happened to me as I got back in town yesterday. Um, I noticed that there was no sheets on the bed, and my my wife came in and she goes, "Yeah, they're washed, but I got to get the good sheets done." And I said, "What do you, What do you mean the good sheets?" She goes, "The my pillow sheets. The my pillow sheets are officially the good sheets in my house. Every house has a pair of good sheets. My house." happens to be the MyPillow sheets, which you can go to MyPillow.com, and you can pick up on sale right now with promo code Casey. You can also get a standard MyPillow for as little as $19.98, which is a lot cheaper than you can get in any brick-and-mortar store, and that's the cheapest you've ever been able to get for a standard MyPillow. They have other sizes as well. The 2-inch mattress topper is 50% off right now with promo code Casey. Go to MyPillow.com. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3 Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. It is open lines. So I'm head back to the phone lines now. John, welcome to the program. Good afternoon.
7: Well, first of all, Casey, welcome back. You were missed.
0: Thank you very much. Appreciate that.
7: And I've called in because I know that you have more uh, viewers and listeners than CNN does. <laughs> I,
0: according to some metrics, I do. That's not a joke. <laughs> okay. <good. laughs> yeah, go ahead.
7: And uh, what I'm calling about, I'm going to list some things for you here real quick. I need for you to put on your investigative hat, possibly in the context you have maybe in Chicago with Brian Kilmeade over at New York, et cetera. And maybe there's something to this. Maybe there isn't. I'm just going to list some things, and I'm going to take your response off the air, okay? Okay. Um, Number one, Pete Buttigieg, Secretary of Transportation, former Mm -hmm. mayor of South Bend, Mm -hmm. University of Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. Catholic Relief Charities, an NGO. City of Elkhart, City of Chicago. And I'll tell you, if there's any linkage or not here, and I don't know, but I was going by our airport here in South Bend Mm -hmm. about a month and a half ago. And I looked over, I was on the bypass, and I looked over, and there was a large blue airliner there, but I'd never seen that color of airliner there. Now, maybe they were having a problem with the passenger or something, but I'm thinking that's kind of odd. And when I looked on the tarmac, there appeared to be vehicles on the tarmac. And my first impression was that green and white vehicle the Border Patrol uses. And I'm thinking, that's odd. I was on my way somewhere else, and I couldn't drive down there to get a closer look. But I'm just wondering, are people being flown in, bust over to Chicago? Are they going into Elkhart? Is it one of these things that has you know, appeared for the last year? And I don't know who else might be able to investigate other than even people like Brian Kilmeade or maybe a Fox affiliate in Chicago or maybe the Elkhart Sheriff or somebody or Todd McKee.
0: Sounds like a job for Clifton French to me. <laughs> uh, Clif- Clifton might odd. be the guy for that. And he's, yeah, he's got the law enforcement um, sources to figure out. Cause it, it, most of the time, just so people know, most of the time when they do fly in the migrants, Uh, They fly them in at airports that close down in the middle of the night so nobody knows. Uh And it's one of those things where it's not officially on air traffic control, you know, that sort of stuff. That doesn't mean that they wouldn't go into a smaller airport like South Bend and and do it anyway. That's entirely possible. Uh I just haven't heard anything about that. That doesn't mean it's not happening. I just haven't heard.
7: Well, I thought by putting it on the air, perhaps you have a lot of listeners out there who might know somebody who works there or drive by interesting or, you know but I, it struck me as very odd yeah like i said it was about a month and a half two months ago okay and uh, i just thought i wonder what's going on but you know like I said it could be innocent it could be there maybe a problem with a passenger or somebody or something else but but um, anyway mm-hmm. so i thought you know, and, and I did know right
0: away it was you, Brian Kilmeade, was referring to. Yeah, and true story Brian Kilmeade sent me a text message yesterday. I had been up for what, 27, maybe 28 hours, and I got home. I flew in yesterday and I passed out. <laughs> and he sent me a text when I was asleep before he went on Tucker asking me some things, and I didn't get a chance to respond to him. So I responded this morning. <laughs> he and I chatted this morning a little bit. Uh, but I didn't even know that he veiled referenced me on Tucker's show yesterday. Uh, but I did reach back to him and I said because Tucker recently did a thing on the uh, the Satanic Temple in the after school program in Illinois, so uh, I did reach out and I let Brian Kilme know that Clifton French uncovered that there's a fourth grade teacher who founded the Satanic Temple in Indiana here, and wow. and there's a there's a connection there. So um, who knows? Who knows? Maybe Clifton or myself will end up on Fox News here in a little bit.
7: Well, thank you for your responsibility. Keep up the good work and, and stay healthy, okay?
0: Well, I will and you do the same and thank you for being so patient. You were on hold for a very long time.
7: Well, people in this country need a little more patience.
4: There, there you go. You know,
7: everyone's getting frustrated but in the service industries are suffering because a lot of places are hiring just whoever will show up for work and it's yeah. It's I tell people all the time, you've got to have more patience with each other because we're all in the same boat. Don't I, throw anybody overboard. You, you
0: know, know and, and I was at I think it was a Burger King maybe not that long ago I wasn't at it but somebody posted a picture of it and it was local um where it said we only have two people please be patient with us and they were just they're begging for just a little bit of patience and kindness cuz you're right sometimes they're hiring people who are low quality workers and other times the good workers have to put up with you know, people being frustrated at them for things that are outside of their control, and it's probably wise to be a little patient.
7: I stopped at the same Burger King, just so you know, and the nice lady there told me she apologized up and down. I said, I understand. They're hiring people that are getting hired, and they'll never show up. Just so yeah. they can keep their unemployment benefits. They say they went off the job interviews. They yeah. tell them they're hired. They never come. Or when they quit, they just don't show up.
0: Yeah, that's so terrible. I I
7: want to tell you one more thing real quick. Maybe you can talk to Brian Kilmute about this. Okay. These things with the homeless people, and from my previous life, I can speak a little bit from experience. And I think the public needs to know this. These people in Niles, Michigan, they had a guy that attacked people on the train coming from Chicago. He was arrested in Niles after he stabbed some people apparently. Uh I remember. Mm -hmm. Okay. A lot of times these family members know these people have trouble. Okay, but they won't petition them in. They can petition the relatives in. It's not that difficult if they go to probate or circuit court or family court. They can petition them in. A lot of times they won't because the check stops. Once they go to jail, prison, or they're institutionalized in a mental institution, these relatives frequently are the payees for that money. Mm -hmm. And you say, well, the relatives obviously knew he was sick or had a problem. They want to keep getting the checks. And a lot of these homeless and people on the streets and things are drug addicts because they burned themselves up when they were younger and that's how they end up out there. And it's, you know, there are people with legitimate problems and we do need some better mental health situations, but I don't think a lot of people understand the money that these relatives continue to get as, as the payee and these people remain at large. And that's why they don't petition them in.
0: That's a very good point. Thank you, sir. Okay. I appreciate the info. Yep. All
7: take right. Care.
0: You take care. Bye-bye. Kind of reminds me of uh, of uh, Ben the Bum or Homeless Man Bem, Ben that we, we called uh, when we were a kid. He used to hang out at Thrifty. And Thrifty, I don't think Thrifty's around anymore. Thrifty was a, a drugstore, kind of like Rite Aid. And Thrifty had an ice cream shop inside of it. And Thrifty Ice Cream is, and I will fight you all to the death, the best chain ice cream that has ever been made. And Thrifty Ice Cream was always inside thrifty stores and there was always a homeless guy uh, literally across from where i was at in las vegas this entire past week and he would hang out there and we all knew him the whole neighborhood knew him super friendly homeless guy uh didn't do anything inappropriate was always nice and this guy would buy us ice cream now we were kids we didn't know any better you know, he would buy us ice cream. This is back, uh, for those of you who are younglings out there, this is back when parents used to let, you know, 9-year-olds, 10-year-olds, 11-year-olds, actually run around the neighborhood back in the day. And he used to buy us ice cream. And he would count his money and be like, I can get you all one scoop today, and and we, we would graciously take it. After years of this, and it became, we would start ta- as we got older, we would start taking him things and that sort of stuff. One day, we started noticing that he wasn't coming around anymore. And we started to get worried about him because we we had become friends with Ben, and uh, we we just noticed that he wasn't there, and nobody knew where he was. And eventually, one time, we were out there one day just having ice cream outside of Thrifty. This is before the internet, okay. And this lady walks up. She's like, "Have you seen a homeless guy?" And we're like, "You mean Ben?" She goes, "Yeah, you know him." Like everybody knows Ben. It was her dad. Her dad was rich, but her dad had mental health issues. And what would happen is he would escape and just go live on the street. And so the money that he was giving us wasn't money that he had begged for. It was his money. He knew he had money. He just wanted to be on the street for whatever reason. And they would corral him, they would get him back uh, to his house, they would care for him, and he would escape, and he would get out again, and he would buy kids ice cream and just hang out on the street and do his thing. To my knowledge, never hurt a soul. Just an amazing guy. So there's a lot of reasons why people are out on the streets. I know that for a lot of veterans, they go on the streets because they just don't want to deal with society anymore. Uh, they're they're at their point where they can't function in, in that society. They kind of need the the hardships of the field, if you will, and, and things like that to feel normal and to, to kind of bury the demons a little bit. There's a lot of reasons why it happens. Um, and I would imagine that a lot of folks who have serious mental health issues, I believe the last caller is probably telling the truth. Those folks are getting those checks and now they're getting the checks without having to worry about caring for the person that is going to burden their life. And they'll just continue to cash those checks that they possibly can. When I was on vacation, I'm sure that any of you dialed into the news probably heard about this. Did you hear about the guy who walked in with his was dead relative to collect the the check? Like, weekend at Bernie, the guy. And then he tried to argue that they weren't dead. While well, he was in there with their corpse. I'd, I, You know, people will do anything for money. Anything for money. Got more coming up. News Talk 95.3 Michigan News Channel. Man, let me ask you a serious question. It seemed like, you're, um, seemed like your woman hasn't been all that interested in you lately. It's probably because your free testosterone is a bit lower than it should be. Did you know that there are numerous scientific studies and clinical trials that show that a woman is naturally more attracted to men who have higher amounts of testosterone in their system? It's just one of those pheromone things. So there's a good chance that all of a sudden, if you've noticed that, you know, her interest in me isn't as high as it used to be, it could be that your testosterone levels have started to drop. Now, you can get help with this. There's your total testosterone and there's your free testosterone. You can improve your free testosterone by going to Nutrition HQ and picking up the Alpha Pack. Now, this is two supplements, okay? You can get them individually based on your needs, but I use the full pack. I have more energy when I use it. My testosterone levels are boosted. Yes, my libido is better as well, but it's really about the energy, the focus, and your overall feeling. You just feel better, okay? Do yourself a favor. Go to Nutrition HQ, 5804 Grape Road and dot nhqsb.com. Use promo code KC20. Get yourself a nice little discount on any of the products that they have there, and try the Alpha Pack. This is their best-reviewed testosterone supplement ever. It has the highest recidivism rate. People keep coming back. They buy it over and over and over again. They don't even go back to their old supplements. This is an amazing product at Nutrition HQ. Go over there. Check them out. Promo code KC20. You can order online, or you can pick it up in the store. All right. Back to the phone lines we go. Mike, welcome to the program.
8: Hi, Casey. Hi there. Glad to have you back, buddy.
0: Thank you, man. I appreciate it. What's on your mind?
8: uh don't worry about pat whoa whoa. he can he's uh he's not you but uh you take care of your family and your vacation as you need it well
0: i appreciate that yeah pat's a good dude i got some people asking me about other fill-in hosts and things like that you know schedules don't always line up
8: (laughs) Um, especially when you had to go things come up and you have to get out and fix them
0: yeah yeah it's uh anytime something comes up that's not you know, pre-planned. It's it's a little difficult to get those things kind of kind of arranged. And some people ask me about Tony Katz and and uh, Matt Locke and things like that. Um, Tony's schedule is different now, and it's not as easy to get Tony to fill in for me. So it's just you know I I I'd love having a rotation of all of them because they're all great, but you know getting getting everybody lined up sometimes doesn't work, especially on short notice like you mentioned.
8: I've I've played uh, several instruments for 50 years. But never wanted to get into a band and have to get into this. Have to. We've got five people and four thousand dollar gig. So I don't care how you feel. Go. You know? Yeah. So anyway, there's. I, there, the, I'm going to a retirement party and I want to. Every time I talk to you, the I get the guys going. So this. Uh, uh, I've, I've been telling everybody I got to get a hold of Casey because I if I haven't heard it from you and I haven't heard it from anybody else. Okay. Heard from Mike first, if nobody else, but. uh, Susan Rice told Biden that he could be president as long as she was uh, the next Supreme Court. And so this guy comes up and he can't even announce it. All of a sudden, he's just told he's leaving, but he had already said he was going to have a black female. So this is two things adding up, but I I just wanted to get your opinion.
0: So a lot of people wanted me to address this because so much happened when I was gone, couldn't possibly address it all when I got back. So I just threw it up online today. What do you want me to talk about today? I've got a whole list that I'll still try to get through in the last half hour. But the Supreme Court one came up several times. Um, Susan Rice is a very interesting potential pick uh, because she is a lawyer, right? So Susan Rice would would fit on there, right? Right.
8: Um, But it's already been deemed constitutionally. He cannot declare... Uh, that uh, a certain person is unconstitutional it has, to, it has to be open to everybody well
0: and so here's the thing this is this is an excellent point now do I think the Supreme Court could probably use a a black female justice maybe you know there isn't one it, it's it couldn't hurt as long as they're qualified can you find uh, a black female who would be qualified to be Supreme Court of course you can 100 percent but when you make it an overt political move, as opposed to just saying, "I'm going to make my pick. Here's my short list of, of people on, on the, uh, you know the potential uh, roster here for nomination. And then when you pick one to be your nominee to go through the confirmation process, and it happens to be a black female, You no longer have to worry about everybody going, well, he was just going to pick a black female anyway and ignored other people who might be more qualified. So he could have kept his mouth shut, but he felt the need. After that bathroom break, Uh, remember the bathroom break of the debate? That's that's when that's when he was told, hey, this is the time to do it because he needed the points he was behind. So this is a true. I'm not making this up. This is a true story. This is well documented. You can find anybody who will talk about it. But So he goes on that bathroom break. Next thing you know, it's, I think it was John Conyers who made the, uh, the re- recommendation to him. Don't quote me on that part, though. And he, he goes out there, and, and he says, if you're going to make you know the case for for Supreme Court pick, because it was such a big deal with the Trump administration, now's your time to say that a black woman would be, would be your pick. So he goes and he does it. So now he gets kind of pigeonholed into this thing. And instead of just taking the best qualified candidates and picking a black woman, which nobody would have thought anything of, now he's made it. It's not about her qualifications. It doesn't matter who it is. Right? It's not about her qualifications. It's about the color of her skin. And that's... So what he's automatically done is not only has he created the issue that you've talked about that he isn't considering anybody else, but he has now effectively damaged whoever he picks to be on the Supreme Court if they happen to be a black woman because nobody is going to think that that's because she's the most qualified candidate and she should be there. They're purely going to think it's a political pick. And if it's a political pick, you've now created a, a much more political environment through the confirmation process than maybe would have been. So now she's got to go through that. And it's not fair to her because she might very well be a, a fully— we don't know who it would be, but it might very well be a qualified candidate— to be on the Supreme Court, but you've now effectively just, you've kind of cut her off at the knees, and that's not fair to the candidate, whoever it ends up being, just because you wanted to make a point. And so there's always going to be this asterisk kind of next to it, in that wow, you know, we always you know, she was picked just because of the color of her skin and her gender, not because she was the best person. Where he could have kept his mouth shut, he could have done it. Nobody would have, nobody would have known the wiser.
8: Well, you know the. Well, Obama started with hiring these 20-year-olds right out of Harvard, and now yeah. um, they're running the country, and now judge. Um I, I've lived here for 40 years, and he destroyed the streets in this town, and uh, destroyed the pathway, and, yeah. and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he's he's up for president. I, I know,
0: I know. It was one of the funniest things in history when, when I heard that he was a Transportation Secretary nominee. I was laughing hysterically for it. I was just talking oh. to Brian Kilmeade about it this morning. <laughs> I was like, we tried telling you. He's like, yeah, you did. <laughs> so, hey, I'm, I'm on a hard break, but, but Mike, thank you so much.
8: Uh, yeah, just one quick thing that Pat, Pat, Pat really honors you. You know that?
0: Yeah, he and I are um, really – I know the audiences tend to, you know, get these little rivalry camps. Pat is a very good friend of mine. No, and very, very he,
8: honorable man.
0: He and I are very close. Um, I love him dearly and i his family is just wonderful everybody around that man is fantastic and and i know that we have very different styles we really do uh but pat you're is more, just, such a good person bold. what's that you're more bold i he he is much nicer than i am <laughs> and okay, well, and I'm... it's always shown but this is a true story i always tell this story after i was hired the first person other than my direct boss to welcome me to the company was pat miller and, and, you know, that's that is um, that's not always the case when it comes to radio personalities. So it means a lot. I love having him in my life. I really, truly do. All right. I got to roll, though. But thank you so much, Mike. I appreciate that. All right, All right. You take care. Yeah. Pat Miller is is one of the good ones, and, and uh, we, I will honor him for the rest of my career. MNC News Time is 534. Time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations. Valentine's Day is coming up. Get that someone special, something special from Impress Jewelry Creations. Everybody, thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. You know what I got to do? I got to sign into Facebook. I forgot this because I'm usually not on Facebook during the show, but I posted the question because I'm trying to balance everything now with social media so you don't all just get the same stuff. You know what I mean? And... Okay, you're gonna send me my verification code or what? No, did not receive a code. Why would they send me a verification code? It's it's not like it's live radio or anything, Alyssa. Make them send me my verification code faster, please. That would be great. It'd be wonderful. So we can actually get this thing going. Ah, there we go. Six six five five six zero. Casey don't say that on the air. All right. Six six five five six zero. I'm a professional. That's what we're doing. This is where all of your questions are. And so you guys said, basically, I'm on vacation. I'm like, hey, there's a ton of stuff going on. Like, what should I talk about? The Supreme Court thing was one of them. And a lot of people wanted me to talk about that. So people brought up on the Discord server that Joe Biden did filibuster black female justices. Remember, you're not black and you're not female unless you're a Democrat. So... Those who are aligned with the political right, for example, there isn't a black man on the Supreme Court right now because he's a Republican. So it doesn't count. I would bet money, okay? I would bet money that MSNBC and CNN, after Clarence Thomas is retired or gone, the first liberal black man gets on the Supreme Court, I'm willing to bet that they say that that is the first black Supreme Court justice. I will bet any amount of money on it. Truly, I will. Because you will see it, just like I think that there will be a first black president. And some of you are going, oh, it's Obama. Obama was half black. He was half white. Okay? When he was campaigning, liberal Democrats said that he wasn't really black. He only became black when he won. Suddenly he was black and everybody liked him. But there will come a time where a Democrat will get the nominee who is not half white, and they will be called the first black nominee, maybe the first black president if they win, that sort of thing. I'm, I guarantee it's going to happen. It will happen. So I started getting a bunch of these questions. Uh, one of the questions that people wanted to ask was, was uh, what about the, the truck situation in Canada? This is the big uh, truck convoy. The semi-drivers are, are driving in protests. So if you don't know what this is about, basically what we have is in Canada, truck drivers used to be able to come into the United States and go back into Canada without being vaccinated. That's now ended. So if you leave Canada as a truck driver and you deliver your load in the United States, when you come back to Canada, even if you're if you're a Canadian citizen, I mean, you can face quarantine for 14 days and you can't work. So this, you know, the truckers are arguing, rightfully so, that this could lead to uh, all sorts of, of supply shortages and everything else. And, of course, you know, people are saying, oh, that's nonsense. Well, you take, you know, roughly 35% of the truck drivers in Canada are not, are not uh, vaccinated, I believe. I think the number is 35%. They're not vaccinated. Yeah, you're going to have a supply chain issue, not just here, but in Canada. So keep an eye on this story. Uh, do I think it's having an impact, though? Maybe not real world impact, but certainly a a cultural impact. And if nothing else, showing that, hey, people are you're not alone. There are lots of people who are protesting. There's lots of people who don't like this. And even vaccinated people are coming out to support these truckers. The news media is lying about how many trucks are in there and everything else. So if the news media is lying about it, you know, it's scaring them. So, yes, it's having some impact. Will it translate into real world impact? I don't know. You got more coming up. News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel. Brought to you by the Prime Table in Niles. The Prime Table is closed for a winter break and will reopen again on Thursday, February 10th. See you on Thursday, the 10th of February. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Okay. thing, thing, stuff, whatever. Yeah. Music. Okay. Here's the thing. I've got a bunch of stuff I got to tell you about. First of all, the only reason I have the energy to get through this show after not sleeping for so long and then crashing and then waking up because usually that doesn't work is because I took balance of nature before I came to work today. So I took the three vegetables. I took the three fruits. I've got the energy to get through the show. I think most of you can tell that I have energy today, which trust me was not the case when I woke up. So balance of, of nature Fantastic product! Get all your fruits and vegetables every single day in pill form. Super easy to make sure that you're getting all those vitamins and nutrients. If uh, even if you're not getting the proper diet, go to balanceofnature.com. Use promo code Laura to get 35% off. I am going to continue doing a show after the show right now. Rumble.com/slash Casey the host. Go there now. Answer your questions.